0: Are you looking to self-improve and never stop learning? You need to actually have fucked up experiences in order to learn. You're in the right place. Escape the Matrix. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You take the red pill. Stay in Wonderland. Welcome to Notes from the Underground. You can view it as this fun thing that kind of brings the joy of life. A Kaizen Journey with your host, JMC Jr. Welcome to Notes from the Underground, a Kaizen journey, episode one. Episode one is really an episode of discovery, where I kind of share why I decided to take on this journey, why this podca- podcast came to be, and some of the, the topics and the themes that will take part in this podcast. Notes from the Underground is in reference to a book by Russian author Dovizesky. It's considered to be the first book on Existentialism, which is a philosophy, a study of uh, self-reflection and self-growth where we ourselves, through our self-growth, through our reflection, give meaning to our lives. We kind of live more by design than by default, you know. And in the book, there the main character's name is the underground man. I'm not trying to say I relate. I'm not trying to say I am that underground man because if you read the book, there's a lot more to it than what I just explained to you. But the big concept is that he is largely against collective. He's he's largely against the idea of collectivism, which is when a group of people uh, decide that this is how we're going to live, and they impose that on the rest of us, and then we are we are led to believe that that's the only way to live, instead of having some self-reflection and some self-growth. I consider that to be like the matrix that we are living in now. If you watch, if you ever watched that movie, where we ourselves are not necessarily understanding the game we're really in, and because we don't understand the game we're really in, we get frustrated and we get, you know, depressed and we get, um, we really shoot for the wrong things. So, Notes from the Underground is really trying to break out of that matrix. A Kaizen Journey, Kaizen is Japanese for continuous self-growth and self-discovery and continuous self-improvement, is my acknowledgement that, in my opinion, that's the only way to live, through uh, self-growth, self-improvement, continuously. So notes from the underground, a Kaizen Journey is me trying to break out of the matrix through self-discovery, through self-growth, through continuous improvement. With your host, JMC Junior. JMC is in reference to my father who passed away 14 years ago. He would uh, doodle his initials, JMCCH, actually, for Chavez, and he would do this, you know, Whenever he was had some time on his hands, he was bored or whatever, he would doodle that lo- little logo. And my mom ended up making a ring out of it. My sister ended up getting a tattoo on her back of it. So JMC Jr. is really in reference to my dad, a tribute to him. Now, what are we going to talk about in this podcast? Like I said before, I think that many of us don't understand the games that we're really in. And so a lot of my topics are going to center around that kind of a theme understand the game that we're really in and i decided to do this podcast because a couple of years back on this on this journey of sales growth i really wanted to start living out loud really wanted to start living my truth and well i'll let i'll let i'll let this guy explain it to you i think he explained it really well you know, I, when they see me, they know that every day when I'm breathing, it's, it's, it's for us to go farther. You know, every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shiver. You know, I don't want them to be like, they know what I'm going to say because it's polite. They know what I'm going to say. And even if I get in trouble, you know what I'm saying? That Ain't that what we're supposed to do? It's I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world. But I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. And that's our job. It's to spark. Somebody else watching us. We, we might not be the ones, but let's not be selfish. And because we're not going to change the world, let's not talk about how we should change it. I don't know how to change it, but I know if I keep talking about how dirty it is out here, somebody's going to clean it up. Exactly. Just like Tupac said, it's our, you know, a lot of times I would, I would share these thoughts with my wife or I would share them these thoughts with my friends. And it was like, man, I'm just going to speak my truth and live, live my truth because he's right. Have an organization called IVA Imagine Believe Achieve, and people would ask me like, you know, what's the goal in it? And I said, we're gonna we're gonna spark the brain that's gonna change the world, and that's how we're gonna change the world by sparking that brain. So, you know, like Tupac couldn't have said it any better. Um, I definitely wanna speak with my truth. Um, I wanna I wanna speak with my truth without using words. I wanna live that truth. Um, I wanna live my gospel. And I want to share my journey. Um, like I said in this, you know, in my in my quote unquote promo video before this podcast, number one, I love to hear myself speak. Let's be honest, I'm a great speaker. Um, I want to be on TED Talks one day. I want my I want my kids to be able to have something to look back on and. And maybe um, reflect on some of the conversations that we have. Because I know they're young right now. They might not understand everything that I tell them. So having a podcast for them to listen to in the future is going to be awesome. And that's basically how this podcast came to be. And I'm going to tell you the moment I realized that maybe I needed to do this. About a year ago, I joined a group online called the Masterminds Group. It was headed up by Henry Barrera of Hoop Diaries. He's a little bit of a merch, virtual mentor to me. Uh, he's a performance coach at uh, Liberty University. Great basketball coach, uh, trainer, great trainer in general. I think he's awesome. And this group was really geared to coaches, um, but not any coach. I mean, if you ask me my coaching style, I, I would define it this way. Um, a kid comes to me and wants to be a better shooter, the first thing I would ask him is, How often do you shoot? Because it doesn't matter how you shoot. It doesn't matter if I show you the right form, the right technique. If you don't sh- practice consistently, it's not gonna make much of an effort, much of a difference. So if he doesn't shoot well, my first thing to do is to work on that work ethic, work on the consistency. And once I got that down, then we could talk about the mechanics. So that's a di- little bit different of approach and this group it just fit all my philosophy in that. So it was an awesome group. I had an awesome time with them and he had us do a couple of different things. He had to do our, he, had us de- he had us define our core values as, as coaches, which I thought was awesome. And he had us do a kind of a physical fitness challenge, a 30-day challenge and he gave us the whole schedule. He said, you know, Monday and Wednesday Monday and Tuesday, we we're gonna do weights. Wednesday, we could kind of pick our own fitness thing. Thursday and Friday, we'd do weights and you gave us all the exercises. And then Saturday, I got, I, got, I get to pick my own fitness thing. And then Sunday was my day of recovery. And I got a, a group of friends of mine to do it with. And we told each other that we would share video when we are at the gym and we would kind of make sure that we were doing it and kind of hold each other accountable. But what I decided to do was I decided to start sharing it with my family. So I would I would uh, text my wife and my two boys the same thing I would text my my buddies. Um, so when I didn't feel like doing it, I would text them. I didn't feel like doing it today, but I pulled through or I had a great workout or now I'll send the same videos, all that stuff. And it was an amazing experience because I felt like I started using that to really show them how I want them to talk to each other, to talk to, to want, uh to themselves. So I w- when I had a great workout, I would say, "Juan Chavez, you're killing the game. You did a great job." Because I wanted them, I wanted to model that self-talk for them. Um, and the crazy thing happened is that my old my two boys started texting me when they did stuff. You know, so they would have to uh, do homework by a certain time. They would have to read by a certain time. They have to do their Bible by a certain time. And they started texting me. Hey, this is done. Hey, this is done. Hey, this is done, which was awesome. And, uh, and what happened was once I stopped sharing because my 30-day journey was over in that sense, they stopped sharing. So I realized that um, I have a little bit more impact than I, maybe I, I'm that I'm not taking advantage of. And, and so I hope this, this podcast really kind of uh, brings that journey back to life. And I also think that if I expect my kids to do cool stuff and get out of their comfort zone, then maybe I need to get out of my comfort zone and do cool stuff. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna share, you, share with you my 30 day challenge uh, experience. What I did or what I do normally, uh, definitely for basketball, my basketball seasons, um, and def- definitely for this challenge is I do what's called a what went well journal it was a tool I got from Train to Be Clutch and Joshua Metcalf. awesome people. Uh, *Chop would carry water, top five on my all-time list, mandatory reading for everybody. Um, so my, my wet, What Went Well journal is, consists of a value statement, a growth mind statement, 15 to 65 things that went well, two things I could have done better, and two things that I could grow from. So my value statement was... My value comes from who I am, not what I do. And again, that's something that I want to transfer to my kids. My growth mind statement was, everything that happens to me today is in my best interest and an opportunity for me to grow and learn. Again, things that I want to transfer over. 15 things that went wrong. I'm not going to bore you with 65 because I didn't do 65. I did 15. Number one, I learned that if it's important to me, I will make the time, which is something that I told my kids forever and ever. And I got to tell you, in the beginning, when I gave my kids um, the freedom to hold me accountable and my oldest would ask me, Dad, did you go to the gym today? And I would say, like, no, well, I had a lot of work to do, whatever. he was, No excuses. No excuses. And yes, in the beginning, I wanted to hit him in the throat. I didn't, you know, I did not like being held accountable that way, but I learned that I would tell him the sa- exact same thing about his schoolwork. So I had to make the time because I knew it was important, not only for my health, but to, an example to my kids. Number two, I learned that if I don't make time for my health, I'll be forced to make time for my illness. I think that's a mistake everyone has. I, I feel good, so why do I have to go work out? I feel like I'm in good, I'm in good health. Well, because... If you don't go work out, you're not going to be feeling like that much longer. Number three, I learned that I have awesome accesses to gyms. And I have a flexible schedule where I can make it happen whenever I need to. If I need to work out at four in the morning, if I need to work out at 12 at noon, if I need to work out at three in the afternoon, I have gym access and flexibility in my schedule to make that happen. Number four, I learn new exercises. Number five, I learned that I didn't quite know how to do a squat properly. I wasn't getting quite low enough and I I didn't know how to do a a hanging deadlift. I learned that, number six is I learned I do not like Turkish get-ups. Not a fun exercise. Number seven, I learned that if I could lift for 40 minutes and I would feel exhausted as though I ran a marathon. So a lot of times I felt like if I didn't, Through cardio, I didn't have a good workout, but these weight training workouts were were, were really, really awesome. I learned that I had all this equipment, and I didn't take advantage of of them for years. So I had boxing stuff. I had treadmill at home. I have a bike, a stationary bike, a mountain bike, a road bike, swimming equipment that I wasn't using all of these years. Also, for example, have... T40 uh, insanity workouts I mean like bro I had everything and I wasn't using it including the access to the gyms number nine or number nine I learned that I loved the variety of my workouts so I started doing boxing on Wednesdays loved it I started doing swimming or biking on Saturdays loved it I mean really liked it so I really started looking forward to those workouts I learned uh, that sharing my journey with my family um, was awesome. Like I said, the, the, the text that I got back, um, the fact that they would share their journey with me, I thought was was really probably the best part of the whole experience. I learned to talk to myself the way Jesus would out loud. So I would con- when I did a great workout and I felt really good, I would text, Juan M. Ch- I would text at Juan M. Chavez Jr. You're killing it good job keep going because I wanted to model that self-talk for my family so I wanted my family to talk to themselves like that Um, I learned that I was really looking forward to going to a gym with my boys on Sunday Um, I learned that I had a ton of energy throughout my day once I got to the second and third week of the challenge I felt awesome Um, I learned that consistency is hard but discipline equals freedom so if i was able to plan my workouts and get them in and be disciplined enough to get them in even those 4am workouts i had a lot of freedom throughout my day to do what i need to do so discipline equals freedom choco willick thank you Uh, number 15 i learned that i still have a ways to go to make this a lifestyle but i know i'm on my way now that ended in january it's april i have not lost my consistency of my workouts i i've kept my same schedule including boxing we just do it on we do our boxing on on saturdays even with the coronavirus and the lack of gym access like i said i had a bunch of equipment uh so we've been doing insanity which is a killer workout probably the the hardest workout i've done um with my kids and we've been doing strength and conditioning and it's really been awesome like i i you know um i've really enjoyed that process two things that i could have done better um prepare 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 especially for sleep um this is a huge shortfall in my life i need to get, make a better job of going to sleep on time and on early so i'm still working on that one it'd be a game changer for me once i conquer that um, i probably need to track and schedule my workouts and what i mean by that is just track the weights that i'm lifting the reps that i'm lifting um, I'm lifting a lot more weight now. I tell my wife I'm getting to my high school numbers in terms of weightlifting. And I was, at the, I was on the weightlifting um, warrior society when I was in high school, that's, so that's good for me. But I need to do a better job of that. Two things that I could go from is stop, stop being conscious of the weight I'm lifting. In the beginning, I would be self-conscious of it, especially when people would be lifting more weight than me. But I gotta remember that everyone has their own race and keep my eyes on my race um share my failures especially with my kids it makes me vulnerable and approachable it reminds me it reminds me that their journey is hard too because everything is relative and what I mean by that is that sometimes us adults uh belittle teenagers or or people we say ah you know what pressure do you have you're just going to school what's the big deal but you know um, I learned that everything's relative so what's hard for me uh, relatively speaking is the same thing that they're going through. So that was something that was a big revelation for me. It was a great experience. Um, I read this book called Traction and says that um, really macro, which is kind of like this time set of like uh, achievement is about 90 days before you need to remember your why and kind of get re-motivated and kind of get, get re-energized. So I take it in 90 day macros and 30 day micros, which means like a sprint. Um, if you know what Scrum is, I, I tackle mine in 30 day sprints and then 9 day macros. I've also added spiritual and mental training a little bit. So I've committed to online learning, which I've done a good job of. And I have this awesome morning routine that I've kept pretty consistent that I can wake up, do my stretching routine, um, do my meditation, my devotional, my walk with God, and my reading, my journaling. And I, I conquered my day, so it's been awesome. So I really, really am excited about this podcast. It, today was just a little bit of a um, how this came to be. And that 30-Day that Masterminds Challenge was definitely the one that pushed everything over the top and reminded me why it's important for me to share my journey. So please join me in this journey. It's going to be a good time. Thank you for listening to Notes from the Underground, a Kaizen journey with JMC Jr. Keep on the road to self-improvement, and we'll catch you on the next episode.